Hey you. Okay, hey you bitch. Um Oh, we're doing it What up, what up? This is another bi-weekly episode of Two Happy Hoes. Coming to see you live. This is Rachel. This is Chelsea. What do you say live? This ain't live, bitch. Is it live as a metaphor? <laughs> you right. Dang. <laughs> Didn't have to call me out like this. I always think about it when I listen back, <laughs> when I'm editing. <laughs> And I'm like, I'll, I'll just leave it. <laughs> she don't know what live is. It's okay. It's okay. I don't. I'm sleep. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm dead inside. <laughs> honestly, though, like, I, it is. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I found this meme, and it was like, <laughs> for mood, and it's like, hungry, horny like something else and anxious and depressed and I was like wow I feel seen (laughs) (laughs) the four moods of myself during the pandemic (laughs) my four moods before the pandemic (laughs) yeah you right you you right (laughs) depression and anxiety didn't offset on the pandemic this shit been here (laughs) right ain't shit changed but the date on the calendar (laughs) right damn Okay, well, uh, we got a great show planned for you all today. We're going to have some of our guests on later talking about Black love. Um, But before we get all into that, we are going to start off with our two bitter bitches. So Chelsea, what are you mad about today? I I would just like to say that I don't want to be mad about this, but there's a little joy in this time. And one of the, this thing was bringing me joy. So I get HBO Max free. Well, I say free, but it's included with my cell phone plan. So I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to use that shit. So me and my partner were like, Harry Potter is on there. Like, you know, child nerds unite. So we started watching Harry Potter and we all know those movies are long AF and we don't really have a lot of time to watch television like during the week. And so we had only gotten in two weeks, we had gotten through almost three movies, which was pretty good for us to only be watching like maybe 30 to 45 minutes a night. Well, we had some free time on Tuesday night. And we're like, hell yeah, we're going to eat our dinner. We're going to sit down, like drink a beer, drink some wine and watch Harry Potter. So we turn on the HBO Max app. And do you know what is not there? Harry Potter. (laughs) And so we're like, okay, maybe this is because this is the first time we logged in on this TV. Let's try to look at it um, on... Like, let's, you know, just type it. And then we're like, oh, no, wait. Like, have we watched it under your profile or my profile? 
So we like switch profiles and then we start typing it and then we type an H and like some things come up. Then we type an A and then an R and then Harriet comes up. Shout out to my sis, Harriet Tubman. But that's not what I wanted to watch. So we Google and find out that HBO Max took Harry Potter off after only like a month and a half. And I'm like, who the fuck did they think had enough time to watch all these movies in a month and a half? I was so mad. Like, I was mad, but I was also hurt. Because then I'm like, my wheels are already turning. Like, okay, I started this series. I have to finish it. So we're going to go look at the thrift store to find, like, the DVDs and finish watching them. But I I was just mad about that. And I'm like, HBO Max, AT&T, like, if y'all broke, just say that. If you can't afford Harry (laughs) Potter, just say that. I support Harry. I don't support J.K. Rowling. We know that J.K. Rowling is a transphobe. Yeah, a huge ass transphobe. Ugh. But Harry, but... Hermione, and Ron go the fuck off. <laughs> you right. You right. Um, I feel that. I I remember I tried to have a Harry Potter marathon once, and literally we only got through like two, well, one and a half of the movies, and then like we didn't go back to it. So I was like, how? Like it keeps me. Even though I already know what happens, it still keeps me yearning for more. And every time I watch the movies, I always learn something new, like something else clicks and I pick up on like a secret little, you know, something, something. Oh, I meant like we didn't go back to it because we just got too busy. So like, you know, I I understand like who's about to watch all these movies in just a month and a half. Like, (laughs) And no warning. Right, right. No warning. Not an email. I looked at my email. I was like, maybe they said, nope. I will also say my favorite Harry Potter movie, and I know everyone's going to hate me for this, is The Goblet of Fire. And I don't fucking care. Okay? I understand it is like the worst adaptation of the book, (laughs) but I love love that one. And you know what? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Unpopular opinions are welcomed on this show. Yeah, yeah. Just just want to put that out there. So if you all want to send me hate, I'll be here. So <laughs> <laughs> what you mad about today, Rachel? <sighs> so I was going to talk about some folks not wearing their mask. Um, <clears throat> and this fucking little boy, I should infantilize these these folks, but this little boy, um, <laughs> who tried to give me some attitude uh, to have a meeting with them at my work. But instead, I got to talk about something that actually like made me Mr. Krabs yesterday. (laughs) Rocked my fucking world. So, (laughs) well, you were on the phone with me, but I was just like overwhelmed because. Oh, okay. That. Okay. Okay. Well, first off, Verizon keeps ghosting my ass, and that's number one. And my data service- A telecommunication company? Yes. (laughs) 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 I I know it sounds wild, but they're ghosting me. But anyway, my data keeps going in and out. Um, It does work when I'm like, I feel like maybe it's like where I live and like, because I know certain- certain like things that they use to build buildings or like houses and stuff like for example service like doesn't work as well in like brick houses or like stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't know i mean but you so live in a of- concrete 
Right, right. So I'm not, I'm not shocked. And so my service just keeps going in and out, but I'm like, I was even out the other day and my data was like trying to find where the fuck it was. And I'm like, that's not funny. I'm like, girl, girl, I did not fucking sit here and pay for unlimited ass data. And am with the country that claims to have the greatest coverage in the whole fucking continent or whatever. And you're sitting out here being like, sorry, I don't know if I can give you data today. So <clears throat> anyway, all that to say, Verizon is ghosting me, but I didn't get a voicemail because it didn't download uh, mm. until Saturday. So yesterday. And um, so now it was from my coin. Right. It was from my therapist's office. And uh, I'm just frustrated because I literally, I, I searched for a therapist, right? Like I got a referral to two different therapists. They just weren't my vibe. So the person told me I could just go on the site, the database and find my own. So that's what I did. And cause especially the person was acting like there was no fucking black therapist. And I mean, there's not a lot. There's, there's <laughs> enough to maybe. Right. And so I finally found one and you know, I call them, I set up an appointment, all this stuff. We've been breezy since fucking end of May. It's been cool. But Typically with my insurance, I have to have a copay and I normally arrange that with the actual therapist. So I asked my therapist, I was like, you know, I just want to make sure you're getting paid. Um, so like, hey, bitch, that's where you fucking messed up. No, no, it's not because I, I was afraid. Cause I was like, I'm just not getting anything in the mail. Like the explanation of benefits, like you were telling explanation me explanation of benefits. Like, that's what the E stands for. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I wasn't getting that in the mail. And I had got that for the other two therapists for the couple of meetings I had. And also the last therapist I had, I had to co pay my copay via like Venmo um, with the therapist. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> shut, shut up, shut up. Anyway, so I was talking to my therapist about this because I was like, I just want to make sure you're getting paid. And I also don't want any like backlash on me. And she was like, <clears throat> your insurance is paying me. So, you know, whatever. Okay, so yes, I was I like, okay. To get her check. I do. Right. So I was like, oh, we're cool. But then I get this bitch ass voicemail <laughs> from <laughs> late as fuck. Um, and it's the fucking secretary, uh, Deb, calling me <laughs> saying. <laughs> Shout out, Deb. <laughs> but she's out here calling me and she's like, Rachel. Uh, please give me a call back ASAP. There's a problem with your insurance. Every time like we try to bill them, like they deny the claim because you weren't referred to us. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, what was it? <laughs> I'm like, what is the truth? <laughs> what is the truth? Yeah, because this bitch said she's been getting a check. <laughs> right. So I'm just, I had a mini meltdown because I also don't, I, I don't be making that much money. And so I'm sitting there, I'm counting back the weeks. I'm bringing up the calendar. I'm like, how many weeks have I been seeing this bitch? How much back pay am I going to have to pay her? And literally, I mean, I, I talk myself off a depressive ledge, but um, I, I then emailed 
you know, the person that originally referred me to the other two therapists, because I'm like, is there a way around this? Has this happened before? Um, I called Deb back, left her a nice little voicemail. And then I tested my therapist. I was like, look, I just don't think it's great if we see one another right now <laughs> until I get this figured <laughs> out. I had to break up with her therapist because uh, <laughs> the coin was not right. Look, because I think it's like $160 out of pocket per session. So I was like doing that math. I was a white woman doing math. And I'm just like, okay, $160 Look, per session times this many weeks. Uh, this is. <laughs> that's a check right there. Maybe three or four. Yeah, it, it literally, it it is. So, I mean, if I got to do the back pay, Mm-mm. I I will. I don't want to, but you know, I I will be fine. I will not be starving. But I mean, that's a hefty chunk of change. So I'm just like, damn. Even insurance don't want a bitch to be happy. I'm so, like, well, of they course said, they don't want you to be happy, bitch. They said, fuck my mental health. Okay, so, so are you gonna call them tomorrow? Um, I'm going to wait to hear back from like the referral people. And then I'm going to talk with Deb to see like, if there's a way like a, if this has ever happened and then I'll, I'll probably call my insurance to be like, you know, is there a way around this? Because really what I'm hearing is I need a referral. So I, I'm, I'm gonna need that dude to get back to me anyway and give me a fucking referral. So yeah did you write down the name of the person who told you that you didn't need a referral and that you could just go to the website oh yeah i haven't i have i'll be like joe said <laughs> i didn't I, know i do it's elliot okay oh. and <laughs> <laughs> look we call it out bitches because y'all are standing in the way Ball of my mental health liars <laughs> i have the email communication i'm like y'all are fake receipts but yeah, so that's, I can't even say I'm mad about it, but I was just a bit like, damn, my heart sank. I was like, oh, I mean, that is something to be bitter about. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So, moving on. Houses. <laughs> yeah, same here, but we'll see. Keep you all updated. <laughs> my therapist <laughs> journey. <laughs> okay. Like you said, moving on. You don't need them, sis. Um, you really never need them. <laughs> never. Yeah, you really don't. Um, but uh, today we figured we'd talk about um, <laughs> all the dudes out here that literally think anything to do with just be- being a basic human being is gay. Like, <laughs> literally, washing your hands, that's gay. Wearing a mask, that's gay breathing that's gay like <laughs> like I'm i just, can't breathe in this air they sprayed floral air freshener <laughs> that's gay that, i can't wash gay, my hands bro. with this soap it's vanilla warm vanilla sugar <laughs> i'm sorry that you can only wash your hands in like fucking rock salt and testosterone like chill <laughs> that's why they hands be feeling like that honestly though <laughs> stop rubbing your sandpaper on me oh my god but yeah like this all sparked from a tweet that we saw um our homegirl repost last night when i looked the tweet had been taken down um or the person i guess made their page private because people were probably flaming their ass as they should 
although we don't condone cyberbullying. But um, the person was like, y'all wildin' if y'all think I'm going to get my prostate, my prostate checked at 25. That's suspect. It's like, damn, you'd rather die, die <laughs> than to go to a licensed, trained medical professional. Okay. <laughs> to check your ass. Like, bro. The thing is, this is the petty part. The thing is, you you scared you might enjoy it. And that's the real problem. Right. <laughs> let's let's talk about that because I literally I was I was also reading a tweet the other day or maybe it was on Instagram, but talking about like wow, what a damn shame it must be to be cis hetero men sitting there and not wanting to get pegged or not wanting to do any like butt play because it's like you literally have a whole other way to orgasm like a whole other way without anatomically present biologically present way that most humans have i don't know everybody's anatomy you know things vary at times but for the most part humans (laughs) and i'm just like and you just don't even want to explore that you don't even want to like and I mean, don't at me, but anyone, any man who like doesn't want to, and it's okay. People have boundaries. Yeah, and, like, boundaries and like, you know, what you like is what you like. But if you can't even entertain the thought of like, yeah, I get like, you know, that could be a pleasurable experience, but I'm not comfortable doing that right now. You know, that's fine. I just, for me, I need an open mind, but. All of this to say. That's gay. (laughs) That's gay. And I'm just like, dog, like, is it gay? Because you're with a a woman. Right. And so, A, that, but also, like, who's really out here knowing? Like, who's going to know that besides you or or your (laughs) partner? your consenting partner, okay? Like, Like, and your doctor. Like, I just... What? But it's really, for me, it's like, yes, stuff like that, definitely. But it's really the mundane things of life. Like, that's a girl scent. And that's a, you know, girl color. And I'm just like, bro, calm the fuck down. Like, the hyper-masculinity is... It's strong, okay? We just, we don't need that in our aura, in our space. Like, chill chill no one's gonna I mean yeah actually other men will come for you but I also think like at a certain point as a man like you have to sit there and think through like how comfortable you are in your own sexuality in your own self because like if you're not gay then none of this should like (laughs) none of this should hurt you like you and that's not to say every man out there getting like, you know, offended by, you know, potentially another man like thinking they're sus or like, you know, gay or whatever. Like, yeah, those things hurt and all that. But also, I feel like when people say things to me that don't apply to me, I just don't let it fester or sit with me because I'm like, this has nothing this to do with me. This ain't me. nothing to do with me. Does not so, apply. 
but that that fucking masculinity and that toxic like culture is just so vast and so real that the homophobia and the fear of even being like perceived as gay is like limiting y'all not even just like yeah orgas orgasmically but also also good skincare my dude (laughs) right good skincare good sense good because some nice feet right and so it's like really you're just like I feel harming yourself and really harming yourself if you're not about to get your prostate checked because you think that's just sus. And like, like two stories, I guess, somewhat related to this, but it's going to feel like tangential. Okay. So first, um, my partner has children. One, um, so one of his kids, I took them to target to like pick out some toiletries and some like extra pajamas and stuff for our place. So when we get to the section with the toothbrushes, I like ask like, what color do you want? Like blue, green, pink, purple, orange. The child picks blue. The The child is um, a boy identified child. And so like, we know we put these labels and colors labels on kids even before they're born, honestly, but, um, I gave them like the option, you know, like not just like, okay, do you want blue or green? Because you're a boy, but like, if you want a pink or purple toothbrush, cause you think it looks cool, that's fine. I'm going to give you the option. And I don't know if my partner was there, it would have went the same way. I mean, I still would have offered it, but he probably wouldn't have. <laughs> and so we have critical conversations like that. But then also on the serious note about men, like, thinking stuff like that is gay, like, diseases like that disproportionately impact Black people and specifically Black men. So if you're letting your internalized homophobia prevent you from taking care of your health, then, like, you got to dig deeper because, like, they're just literally waiting on you to die. So if you're not proactive about it, like, who will be? Damn, that's a word. That's for real, though, because, yeah, we know that society, A, is out here killing us, but also, like, the healthcare industry really don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) they've been used for, like, historically, like, testing on Black people, sterilizing Black people, killing Black people, not not prescribing medication. To this day, right? So people are like, and that's not to be like, don't don't trust the doctors or like don't go. But it if you are in a space where a you have insurance, you have the privilege, and you can go uh, to get checked, you you really should just like do that because you're just really fucking yourself over, and that's why men die earlier. It's really, that's really why it's, it's hyper-masculinity standing in the way of y'all uh, thinking something's wrong. And bre- breathing. Yeah, like, that's gay to breathe. <laughs> that's gay to exist. <laughs> like, well, I want to be gay because I want to live. I want to breathe. I want to exist, okay? <laughs> so call it what you want, but I want it. <laughs> I will be gay as fuck, Okay. okay. Like, please, please, like, we say a lot of this stuff, like, in jokes and banter, but, like, we're serious, and, like, please take these things into consideration, 
men that listen to this show, women, non-binary, whoever, like, take care um, of your loved ones, hold them accountable, especially, like Rachel said, if they have that access and privilege to healthcare, um, because there are millions of people in the world who do not. Um, so if you do have that privilege, like, don't take it for granted. Um, and like we said, they they, they want to see us die anyway. So why not, you know, make them look like Boo Boo the Fool and live? Right. <laughs> Be gay as fuck. <laughs> we love to see it. Send me my okay. ego Right. For everything. <laughs> What's up, Buttercups? Want to stay connected with Two Happy Hoes even after our episodes air? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Happy Hoes to stay up to date on all our new content and material. The Two Happy Hoes social media is our main space to talk about our new episodes, showcase some of our favorite segments, and give special shout outs to our audience. So follow Two Happy Hoes at the number two, Happy Hoes, H E A U X E S. That's the number two. Happy Hose, H-E-A-U-X-E-S. We hope that you all give us a follow. Now, let's get back to the show. Ooh, so now we're going to be talking about, oh, she tripping. Um, really, we ain't going anywhere, but we are kind of going somewhere. So I know. Um, we're go going, first? yeah, we're going home. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like, what is it, Dorothy and Toto? We're going home. Um, but yeah, there's no place like home. <clears throat> Click heels together. Yeah. I'm going to Michigan next week um, for Labor Day. Yeah, gonna gonna do some stuff there. It's gonna be a relaxing time. Um, I hope people are wearing their fucking masks in the airport. Oh my god! And I checked my flight status, and because this time I couldn't get a direct flight. I mean, I could have, but that shit would have been like two hundred dollars more, and I'm like, not worth it. Mm-mm. So I have a layover in Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas, mm. and know <laughs> <laughs> why George Bush was the first thing that popped to my head <laughs> when you say Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> but like i was looking at the total time okay still i'm the white woman doing math really (laughs) i'm because i'm like trying to calculate like time zones and shit but so my flight is at 6 a.m and then i'm supposed to get to dallas fort worth at fucking 11 30 and i'm i'm like counting doing the math and i'm like what time zone is Dallas Fort Worth in? And then still, it's just not making any. It's central, clear. right? I think so, but still, that's only like two hours ahead. So that's six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine, three. But when you leave Cali at six, it's going to be eight in Dallas. And that means the flight is about two and a half hours. Wow. Nothing ever seems so clear. I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I'm really, I, 
I have come to realize like my ass cannot do math to save her soul. I mean, just keep looking at a digital clock, sweetie. Yeah. See, don't look at it, an analog. Digital no, analog. only. <laughs> that shit takes me forever to read, but I will I, used, say, I remember in grad school, you used to be like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, Rachel, no, it's not. <laughs> There's this there's this TikTok uh, that I saw going around Twitter and they were dragging her ass. But honestly, I felt it deep down. It was this it was this white girl, and she was talking about <clears throat> she was doing her makeup and getting ready, and she's like, um, talking about Pythagoras or like basically how math was invented. And they're like, who just sat there and thought algebra and like creating algebra? algebra. <laughs> Like and, Medea said, and they, were like, they were like, what did they even use that for, you know, back then? And I was like, I sent it, I sent it to a couple of people. I was like, I know people are dragging the fuck out of her, but I feel the same. And then they were like, they used it for buildings. And I'm just like, but how did they know to use these fucking MX plus MB squared or whatever to make a building? I'll just never know. <laughs> okay but I any anyone i i just got sad because you said you sent it to people and you didn't send it to me <laughs> like is there is everything okay between us oh my god i didn't send it i didn't send it your way because i literally only sent it to my two co-workers because literally the the other night before we were talking about how literally we don't understand math <laughs> okay i'll try to let that um <laughs> You know, console me a little bit. Uh, you know how it is when your best friend oh, is my... and not to you. That's a different kind of hurt, bro. <laughs> next on. time I will send you everything. Okay, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, next weekend I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Michigan for Labor Day. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to get fucked up. And yeah, okay. Excited for you. I am going home to Georgia. Um, not next weekend, uh, probably the following weekend. I really, really, really don't want to drive. So I'm like debating if I want to just book a flight. Um, but I also hate going home and not having my car. Um, and also when I have my car, I can just leave whenever the fuck I want to leave. So I might say I'm leaving on Tuesday, but if on Monday I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm out that bitch. So I'm going to go home because I want to see my new little niece, Parky Parks, and my godson, and like see my family, mainly because I'm just tired of being in my apartment here in Raleigh, and I just need a change of scenery, and it's not too, too safe to go many other places, so I'm like, why not go to mommy and daddy's house? Um, also, free food. What a time get my mom to take me to Costco. That's another reason I want to drive because my mom will take me to Costco. Chelsea, all of the signs are pointing to drive. <laughs> that's six hours each way. So that's 12 hours round trip. It still sounds worth it to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll marinate over it before next week because I would leave um, on that Thursday morning. Next, I think not next. Yeah, next Thursday, not this coming. The Thursday that we released this episode. Dang! I just realized we're releasing this episode on Labor Day. Yeah, so you'll <laughs> be in Michigan, the Mitten. 
I know. So I'm holding up my hand right now to represent a (laughs) mitt. And for all the Wisconsinites, y'all are not a mitten. I just need to let y'all know that. But anyway. (laughs) Okay. No, they really aren't. But they try to claim it, and I don't know where they get it from. I really just don't know why y'all go off so hard about the shape of your fucking state. (laughs) It's because... Georgia isn't shaped like anything, so you all don't have like any. Santa Claus's belly. Who told you this? Nobody. What? Look at a map. But also in Georgia, we have better things to worry about than what shape our state is. Like, girl, we don't care. We got a lot of trash going on down there. We got other things to worry about. I mean, Michigan oh, definitely got some trash to worry about, but you know, Why Midwesterners. Worry about the trash when we can talk about the shape of our state. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, oh, this is serious. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, we we have lost another one, um, another black person. Um, this time, not at the hands of police, but Chadwick Bozeman has passed away. Um, and obviously, we know he's been a meaningful person to not only the black community, but I think a lot of black little boys and girls growing up finally seeing a reflection of themselves in like not only superhero movies but also just like on the big screen and like owning blackness and being proud of it and (sighs) yeah Yeah. 2020 is just really like I mean black people have been dying I think that's like that should be noted but I think the weight of 2020 and just the pandemic and just the state of the world is just really, it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's super shitty. And I was thinking about it yesterday, Sunday, August 29th. I was thinking about it and it, it was just making me like so sad. And then I started thinking about all of the people that we've lost this year, like people that we know like celebrities and influential figures and then people whose lives that have been lost that have um incinerated and can like continue to uplift movements and stuff like that and it just made me really really sad um and obviously in recent times Chadwick Boseman has been known for his role in Black Panther but he's actually played like a lot of influential um black uh historical figures Thurgood Marshall Jackie Robinson Mm -hmm. um some someone else I hate that I'm forgetting this but yeah so he's had like a lot of influential roles which is a testament of his talent that you know people see that he's able to portray such like historical influential um black figures and so it just makes me sad um also shout out to to him for you know still giving us his talent when he Mm -hmm. was you know fighting for his life um and I've heard like a lot of comments about like wow like he was doing all this and no one knew well first of all it was not our business Mm -hmm. and second of all like you know 
people are going through battles every day and what they decide to tell the world um, is one thing and what they show is another thing sometimes and, and that's okay. I just think we always feel entitled to like people's being and lives and it's, it's just simply not true. But mm-hmm. ultimately, rest in peace um, to Chadwick Boseman, positive vibes and love and thoughts to his family friends and loved ones and I know one little boy that is very sad about it um Mm -hmm. and yeah because we were literally just talking about Black Panther too and we were talking about our outfits yeah I do I do want to quickly say oh sorry um only because uh, I was talking to someone yesterday about it, but also I've been seeing it on Twitter. Um, just a lot of ableist language around uh, Chadwick Boseman's death and like this idea, because I definitely agree. We're not entitled to know his struggle and like what was happening. And I am thankful that he was able to give us like all this art and like do something that I'm assuming he loved and (laughs) it was his passion. Um, But this, I've been seeing a lot of commentary around just like, um, well, if basically if Chadwick could sit there and fight through cancer while like doing all this work, um, you know, if you're depressed or anxious or like Uh whatever, yeah, like basically like you can overcome it or you can get through it because you know, look at Chadwick, he did it. And it's like, I just, A, I don't like that people are using his death to like do this fucking ableist propaganda, but also like this fucking capitalist wet dream, like of basically like fight through whatever you're going through to like produce. And, you know, that was the way that he was, he was going out and that's the way that he chose to work and like, you know, yeah, whatever he was choosing to do before, unfortunately he passed, but like, I just, all this commentary around it, I don't know, is like really fucking me up. Um, not to mention people are like trying to capitalize on his death, uh, (coughs) Sean King to promote a fucking book or like whatever, but but yeah, I'm just be kind, y'all, and like really, really think through like how you're treating people. But yeah, rest in power, Chadwick Bozeman. We'll miss you. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, moving on to our coveted, wonderful segment. I hate when we talk about serious stuff and then like transition back to our bullshit, but people know our hearts, so they know we mean well. So transitioning to our coveted white people are not okay. Ooh, so yeah, we <laughs> we know this has been happening, but um, we just figured we bring it to light and like reiterate it, especially just with the. I would say the resurgence of like Black Lives Matter, like being more in the media and like obviously just the frequent nature of uh, 
deaths at the hands of police, right? But like having essentially black people having to continuously explain Black Lives Matter to white people. Like we are in fucking 2020. Grow the fuck up and Google some shit or stay the fuck out of my DMs or stay the fuck out of my face. Like getting blizzy locked left and right. (laughs) If you do not understand the purpose of Black Lives Matter at this point, I just, I really feel like there is no hope for you. (laughs) I'm just at this point. But at this point, you don't want to understand. You You want to use that fuckery in your head to try to change my mind and change the minds of others to make them think that your cause and your movement is more important and more logical and it's just not going to work. Like, if you racist, just say that. Like, I don't need... (laughs) I don't need all this time because I'm not going back and forth with nobody on the internet. Right. I used to troll people a lot, but now I just don't even... I don't even... um, entertain it because it's just it's not worth it anymore it's not worth my energy it's not worth my time like yeah if you're racist just say that like we don't need the fluffery we don't we don't need all the flowery language around it like uh, I'm tired of tiptoeing around like white people's fragile ass feelings I'm tired of like trying to convince white people of black humanity like I'm just I'm tired of like begging literally like begging people to just like see black people as human like or even to care at all um like i just posted this um this video of this uh black trans activist and they are in kenosha right now um and right before they were about to do a protest in you know relation to police murders um there was a blue lives matter uh protest uh (laughs) happening (laughs) right across the street and they're just like hey no one was wearing masks because you know they don't uh, they don't believe in that either you want to die and go (laughs) right (laughs) that and like we want to live (laughs) Right. And so the person was just sitting there. He, he, uh, they were like, um, so we've got some people over here, you know, not wearing masks and, you know, coming for their Blue Lives Matter stuff. And we got another group of folks over here just standing around because they don't even know why the fuck they're here and what they're fighting for. And then we have really and then they were like, you know, and I feel like we say this all the time, but like, you cannot, you are not born blue. You are not (laughs) born in occupation. Like, it's just not, it's not a thing. And I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I, but yeah, I'm tired of- I understand, period. I understand that y'all don't give a fuck about black people. And this is how you choose to express it. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. Like, there's literally no other argument. Yeah. I, yeah, I even saw someone post today. They were like, it's wild to me that Black people, or like, we're, 
debating about the livelihood of like black people or something like that, or debating that black lives do matter. Um, But the sad part is it's like not wild to me because Mm -hmm. black people have always been used as a tool of politics and like a political wedge, right? Like ever since like being enslaved, like black people as a whole have always been political. It's always going to be political and fighting for the livelihood and humanity of black people will always maintain as a political thing as long as white supremacy exists. Um, But yeah, I just, if you're racist, just say that because I'm tired. Yeah, we're not explaining it no more. Not for free. Yeah, no, I'm motherfucking tired. Like, oh, yeah. But Black Lives Matter to this day, forever, all Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. All Black Lives Matter, so um, there's no other explanation. What what is what do the kids say? Was understood, doesn't have to be explained. No cap, my my youth is just living. <laughs> not no cap. Isn't that what they be saying? Yes, your youth also <laughs> is slipping away now. <laughs> I'm really. It's fine, okay? I Now I know. I really thought I would always be hit and, like, with the times, but now I sit there and But I'm what like, we think is hip is no longer hip, but it's hip to us, and people be looking at us like, well, I say people, children, young young folk be looking at us like, the fuck? Yeah, so, you know, I never thought I would... I would be that person, but now I'm out here like, what are these whippersnappers up to? Because uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> when you go to the mall, you're like, what these damn kids doing that? <laughs> Me, my brother will be posting some shit about like an old song or something like that. I'm like, what you know about this song? You don't know. <laughs> but to them, old is like 2010. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, uh. Oh, yo, yo. That, yeah that'd be hurting my soul so maybe like that that's old and i'd be like what that's when i was in college acting like i'm decrepit chill chill okay. down awesome well now it's time for our whole tip of the day and this one is a uh, pretty fucking short uh so Wear a mask and cover your, your fucking, fucking nose. <laughs> Just like wear it correctly. Like there's no point in putting the fucking mask on for decoration if you're not about to cover your entire all of your half mucus of your face. membranes. Like cover all of your mucus membranes. <laughs> like you're sick. You're fucking sick. <laughs> Just wear a mask correctly. <laughs> and that's Ooh. our um whole tip of the day. But we're gonna take a break and have our POC business shout out. Hey guys, so on this episode of Two Happy Hoes, we are doing our POC business shout out, shouting out Kinky Curls LLC, um, owned and operated by Tanasia Blackwell. 
Um, Tanasia is an Atlanta-based stylist who provides braiding and lock service to clients in the Atlanta area. Um, she's all about making her clients feel beautiful while keeping your edges intact. We know we need those edges as well as keeping your pockets full. She's been braiding hair for over 10 years now, and she loves her crew at her um, new salon that she's just um, become a part of the family, Grand Strand Salon in Decatur, Georgia. I, for one, have had my hair done by Tanasia many of times, and I love um, her customer service and her technique um, and then her uh, likability and her need, listening to the needs of your clients. So if you want to get in touch with Tanasia, you can check her out on IG or Facebook at Kinky Curls 7. And that's Kinky Curls with K's, Kinky and Curls both have a K. And then you can also check her out um, and contact her via email at kinkycurls7 at gmail.com. And um, if you also mention Two Happy Hoes, when you book a service with her, you'll get a $15 discount on any style. So check out Kinky Curls. And now let's get back to the show. All right. So now we're back for the real tea segment of Two Happy Hoes. And once again, we have two special guests on our show, two of our homies from Iowa, Johnny and Cece, Cece's Jewel. So go ahead and introduce yes. yourselks and tell us well, I'm you know, the two happy hosts. Oh, okay. So I'm Cece. Johnny here. And we're Cece's Jewel. Jewel. That's our YouTube channel. And we're a brand. Um, we know Chelsea and Rachel from Iowa State. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was introduced through Johnny. I didn't know you guys before, Johnny and Brandon, and then that's how we met each other. Yeah, I, um, well, Chelsea and I worked together, so right. um, we were in the same um, office, uh, but uh, socially, um, we became friends through our mutual homie, Brandon, who I went to undergrad with at Western Illinois University, and uh, I was new to Ames and looking for black people, yes. straight up. Yes. We and, too. Uh, <laughs> and uh, connected with uh, Chelsea and Rachel was a life-saving moment because I didn't have no community in that town whatsoever. So, and the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. 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 Those parties at 1428 turned yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Oh, that was my youth. Oh, I'm so sad. I never experienced it. You didn't come to our graduation party. Yeah. Where were we? I don't know what was that. I don't know how we missed we that. Came to graduation. <laughs> right, we right. were at the graduation. I don't know either. It's all right. We're going to get back. We're going to have a reunion. We was talking All about is it. forgiven. It's a need. <laughs> Hey, Johnny, we graduating again, so. Okay. Yes, I can't wait. I'm about to turn the fuck up, and I'm not even graduating. <laughs> this is all of our degree, Rachel. Look, oh. I don't know when, I don't know when, but y'all invited. Facts. Come on down to Chicago. Uh, listen, I hope, uh, I hope I don't have to graduate during this pandemic, but the way oh. things is looking. So you've got, what, two years left of coursework? Well, mm. no, not coursework, but you're... Do yeah, I start. Now, right? I have. I'm taking my last two courses now. Okay. So 
I'll be done with coursework at the end of this semester. And then I'll start writing my proposal probably in December. If I went, not if, when I pass my comprehensive exams in uh, when, when, when <laughs> I pass my comprehensive exams in October, November, then I'll take a little tiny break and then start writing my proposal. And I hope to defend my proposal by May of 2021. We love it. We love to see it. Yeah. I'm going to be right there, front row and center. Right. Look, yes. I've, I've been calling you Dr. Chelsea since about since I met you. So. Right. You have, you have. Johnny's always like, oh my God, Chelsea's just so smart. Like, oh, <laughs> right. And I knew you were smart. Like, I mean, I already knew, but when you gave that speech at the graduation for your class and they elected you to be the speaker, I was like, oh, this girl hasn't forgotten her in here. Yeah. I low key forgot about that. <laughs> Yes, you know, I know. I did not forget. You, know, you, you were know. our, you were our valedictorian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <Stop>. yep. <laughs> I did not have the highest GPA. Let it be known. <laughs> but I was the only person from my cohort to go get a PhD at that, really? at that time. Yep. Yep. Even now I. As a, I don't know. I don't know what those people are doing. I know about the people I need to know about. But uh, <laughs> those people. <Right. laughs> Anyway, let's <laughs> let's get into the real tea. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we talked about intros, how you know us. Um, I guess since today's episode is about Black love, tell us a little bit about your love story, how y'all met, what's happening. So you want to? I'll, I'll do it because I feel like we might have two different versions. <laughs> I want to hear the truth. That's very much so. We're going to give you the truth. I have the truth. I don't know what Johnny's going to say. The real truth. Whatever. So, Johnny and I met, it was January of my senior year. So, he was working at Iowa State and I was a senior. And I actually heard about Johnny months prior because him and our friend Brandon Johnson were going to start a gospel choir. And I know Brandon Johnson from high school. Me and him graduated high school together. Him and Johnny graduated from undergrad together. So we all knew small each other. Small fucking world, bro. It's right. a small, like, oh my goodness. And I, like, told Brandon, I was like, I'm going to come and see you while you're at Iowa State. Like, you're from Chicago. Even though we weren't that close in high school, I still feel like we're Black and AIM. So I feel like that was a need mm-hmm. to connect. But he asked if I was interested in doing this gospel choir with him and his friend Johnny. And I was like, yeah. He was like, if you know some people, like, let me know. Give me give them my email and we'll get it, you know, started. So I get this email from this person named Johnny. And in my head, I don't know why, I thought Johnny was a girl. No idea why, but I thought, and I'm like, do I know any girls named Johnny? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, are there any girls named Johnny? But for some reason, I just thought he was a girl. So it wasn't until months later, Brandon hosted this. (laughs) Imagine you being like, hey sis, (laughs) I should have popped out like that. I should have twirled up in, up in the... Go ahead, finish your, finish your piece. Babe. I had no finish idea. Finish your true story, Cece. Right. Finish your piece. So Brandon invited me to a dinner, like a Sunday dinner he was throwing. And I didn't know if I was going to go or not because I had this like long tech rehearsal for my dance company. And I was there like nine hours. And I was smelly. And I was like, I'm tired, but I haven't eaten. So I'm gonna just pop on by with a wine bottle, put some th- put some deodorant on, 
and come on by. So I opened the door, and Johnny is the first person who opens the door. And when he opened the door, he goes, oh, you weren't who I was expecting. Like, with an attitude. And I was like, oh. That sounds like, about oh, right, though. What if I want to be here? And it was just super awkward, but I came in, I said my hellos, and I sat down at the table with him, and we just started talking, and he was very friendly, like, very, you know, open. He took my phone. Oh, no, before you took my phone, let's just go back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we live in the city, so it's sirens everywhere. It's all right. So... He was asking me like what I did, like what I was into. I was like, oh, I'm a dancer. He was like, oh, I dance too. So when guys say they dance, I'm like, oh, okay, you dance, like whatever. And <laughs> it, it didn't hit me until I looked through his Instagram. I'm like, oh, this man can actually dance. So he took my phone and he started, I think we exchanged Instagram and he literally went through my um, Instagram photos and was just liking every one of them. I'm just in there like, Oh, okay. the thirst. Thirst. I was like, I don't even see it, but okay, cool. Thursday. <laughs> I'm just going through and I'm looking at his videos. I'm like, oh, like you you dance dance. He's like, yeah, like I have my own company at Western Illinois and X, Y, and Z. We figured out we knew some of the same people. And that night, like I remember looking at Johnny. He was just talking to somebody. I remember looking at him and being like, Huh, I feel like me, I would date you. Like, it was just some thought in my head. I was like, he looks like the person I would date. He's the type of guy I would date. And I think the rest is history. Like, well, you can go on and say whatever you want to. But after that, we started dating. Here, you tell your story, your side of the story of how we met. And then we'll go into what happened next. Okay. So uh, that's her truth. So I ain't going to say she lying, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but uh I will let me let me speak my truth and then y'all can in summation, you know, do what y'all do. Uh so one, she came to the door. Now that that was very much so accurate. But the way she is saying that That's the way I heard it's very targeted. It's very is 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 you know what you're doing. But Brandon told me to answer the door because there was a particular person coming. He said, oh, that's so-and-so. Johnny, could you go grab the door? I said, okay, cool. I go to the door and I said, oh, you're not so-and-so, but hi, come on in. I don't think it I was, yes, you did. And it was, it was mainly the fact that Brandon told me to, to answer the door for another person that wasn't CC that that was the tone of voice that I was providing. What she is saying she heard and the tone of it is loaded as hell. <laughs> and that's not how I was coming. But that's definitely how I was coming. Uh, I, so, uh, to the point of the thirst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was there. I was like, oh. Not, not that I was thirsty, but what, one thing that I do love is connected with uh, talent, other talented people. And that, again, that was uh, Brandon and I's goal, which obviously never happened because we never found nope. uh, enough of what we were looking for for it to happen. Um, but I didn't, I didn't even anticipate meeting other folks that uh, had a passion for art and dance. 
So I was very excited by that off top. I knew I wanted to connect with her uh, for any for anything centered on dance. Oh, yeah, like the we, we were gonna have a uh, we were gonna have a uh, a strong bond period because we were both passionate about it. I could tell she was passionate about it because she was in mo- she was in multiple teams on campus. She was a part of a, a team that was more centered on like formal uh, uh, trained dance. And then she was also connected to a hip hop dance scene, both on campus as well. And I'm like, oh, okay, she does a lot of different styles. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a choreographer. We will connect. And I knew she, I knew, I also knew when I told her that I was a dancer, that she didn't <laughs> think that I could do what I do. I knew, I knew she thought I it was sweet. You. I did. And that's okay, because I had the receipts. See, this is why you need receipts around. <laughs> You did. So I'm like, okay, come come check out my page so you so you know that I really do this and your campus ain't seen a, t- a talent quite like mine. So okay, but I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is what that got to do with liking what you saw on them Instagram pictures. Though. So the thirst. So most, most of the pictures that I liked were, most of the things that I liked was dance related. No, they weren't. But she, I also was like, okay, yeah, she cute. I'm a, you know, you know how you just like, Johnny, just, just say you were thirsty. Just, <laughs> just say you were thirsty just and go. My girl is hot, and you were feeling it. Cute. I did think she was cute. <laughs> talking about the moment. Uh, we <laughs> listen. I, I didn't. I didn't say she was ugly. Now I did. I did. Okay, she was trying to like the picture. However, um, after that is when I actually like yeah. slid it. Yeah, that's, that's it what was happened. after okay. that. It was a, a, mm. it was days later that that. It was actually, not days. It was the day after. Next day. It was the next. Next day. day. Next day. But <laughs> it, still, it wasn't in that moment. Uh, and she she makes it seem like in that moment it, there was a a thirst, but it wasn't. They no, he, he didn't uh, come off thirsty. And even when I reached out to her, it was it it wasn't on that. That came later. That came later. <laughs> When I first reached out to her, I said, "Look, I meant to, I meant to say to ask you, and I don't. This is not common to how I approach folks just sliding their DMs, but because I didn't, this is all I got. This is a new age. Can I your number? Right. This is millennial culture. Right. So I'm like, look, uh, well, so can I have it? So I asked her for her number. We exchanged numbers and we began." You know, communicating and dating from there. Yeah, I think right. in the you know, uh, life, like you wasn't ready to give them digits up. And she gave them. So. So. What? We. <laughs> I won't even do this. Them. I know you're not done, but I'm gonna NRC real quick just so, so you yeah. don't bypass what happened. Mm-hmm. So the very next day, I remember I was sitting at like my tra- athletic training rotation or whatever. So I was about to DM him, you know, just because I wanted to train under him as a dancer. But I also wanted to get to know him, you know, it was also a little bit of a, let me get to you, uh, just a little bit of interest. He said he was fine, y'all. I said no (laughs) such thing. You ain't have to, what's understood don't have to be explained. Because I heard it in her non Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. So I was writing my message. I was writing my DM and it was like, hey, this is Cece. It was really nice meeting you last night. I was hoping to like, you know, we could train under each other. You're a really good dancer, X, Y, Z. Like that was the message I was typing. And literally right as I was about to hit send, I get a DM from him. It was like 
maybe within seconds of each other. Woo! It was super crazy. Wow, the universe wanted right. right. for this. For sure. Now you can go here. Go ahead, whatever you have to say. When we were at Brandon's for the, for the dinner, now, what, one, thank God for Brandon for yes. uh, the, the way he throw down in that kitchen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Don't you do it. And well, shout out to them eggs. For just like. Uh, ooh. <laughs> not the eggs. I'm sorry. Not them eggs, y'all. Y'all don't know what we had to go through in New York. <laughs> oh my God. We love you, Brandy, but not them eggs. <laughs> the soggy eggs. Them eggs is the Them wet ass eggs. I'm not a fan. Oh, stop it. Okay, see, so we wasn't, we not. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, when we were uh, hanging, when we were at the dinner, I felt like we did uh, spark. It was a yeah, immediate spark. Sure. We had great conversation. I'm like, yeah. cool. At the worst, yeah. we're gonna be cool as hell yeah. at the at, when this is all said and done. Yeah. And I'm good with that. I wasn't necessarily looking. She was. I don't think I she was either. either. No. And so we both was like, well, at the least, you know, hey, what the hell? This person cool as. You know, let's see where At the least, goes. I thought I was going to get some dance training for free. She was going to get worked. Yeah. Stop. I will. <laughs> I will say that makes sense because I feel like um, even folks that like have just watched your journey, I feel like you all like have this friend, friend connection yeah. as well as like love, you know, um, which I think a lot of relationships go without nowadays <laughs> like yeah. a lot of a lot of people's partners aren't a friend to them yeah and I, and I feel like just watching you all kind of like go through your journey like you all have so much support for one another and like you know especially all your creative projects and all that stuff and so honestly it makes sense it makes sense that even though I'm I'm sure the thirst was there uh, <laughs> as we covered um but and it's like he was the water <laughs> Right. But it's like very evident that you all were very supportive of one another's like talent from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are super happy to this have you. This sounds so creepy, but I remember the first time I saw y'all like out together, mm. we were all at um, AJ's upstairs, like in the upstairs yeah. part. I can't remember. It wasn't, I don't know if it was for a special occasion. I think you know we just wanted to go out but y'all yeah. were dancing like being real cute and it was just so cute i, I was with selsha and y'all were over there and then i remember johnny at work telling me he was talking to somebody and mm. then y'all was over there looking so cute i remember that that sounds creepy as hell but you oh know, my goodness you were just watching from afar <laughs> across <laughs> we across the room, room together across <laughs> across the room at aj's <laughs> We were at a group of. I feel like when you look at, yeah, when you look at couples and you're like, how do they? Sometimes I look at couples and I'm like, how are y'all dating? But if somebody like looks at us and like, oh, they're really cute together, I like to hear that. That makes me happy. I never yeah. judge because some if it's what you can't see, sometimes it's what true. you can't see. Why that is true. That's true. That's true. And so, uh, but for me, like, I really uh, appreciate. Well, CC is the biggest and the best support system I've ever had in my life. So mm -hmm. let me make that clear. She has been that for me um, uh, beyond any other dating experience that I've had. And um, that, like, 
it motivates me to want to be that for her more because she's really a, a, a prime example of like what strong support should look and feel like. And I think that's an extension of her family too because another thing about um, us dating is I got to see her family dynamic and what love looked like and support like in their family. Mm -hmm. she she's just an extension of that. And that's mm -hmm. not my experience. So that that's very refreshing that to be in that space with them, but to have that from her. And that makes us like, you know, really strong in our friendship with yeah. each other. And mm -hmm. I, I think another thing that makes that important too is uh, when things get rocky, as they sometimes will, I think good friendships handle conflict sometimes better than intimate relationships do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, um, when we get there, I think leaning on that, uh, that level of care brings us back together and helps us to uh, recover and be stronger from it. Mm -hmm. So I truly appreciate that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. think he's definitely my best friend. Definitely. Y'all, y'all can't make the two happy hoes cry. We some thugs around here, okay? <laughs> Thug life, okay? Um, well, I guess we're gonna take it in like a little bit of a different direction right now, and talk to us like what are some common misconceptions that you hear about black love or you see within black love? So I feel like there's a misconception about it has to be a struggle love. You know, you yeah. hear about oh, my partner was broke and homeless and we got through it and oh, my partner cheated several times and had a baby on me, but we're still going. And I just feel like it doesn't have to be like that, you know? Mm -hmm. If you find a partner that you really love and that you care about and they support you and you support them, I feel like it doesn't have to be that struggle love. Like, I never wanted to be in that. I already, I set my boundaries clear. I said, I don't want to have, I don't want to date a man that has kids. I don't want to date a man that's entangled into anything else. I just don't have time for it. And finding Johnny was perfect because I knew I wasn't going to be a part of that struggle love. I knew that he wasn't going to leave me high and dry. I knew he wasn't going to cheat on me. Like I knew it wasn't going to be anything crazy. And I feel like nowadays, especially in the media, you see black couples and you know they're out here doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, oh, it has to be like that. Like if we have, I have to go through somebody cheating on me and it doesn't have to be the case, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh you okay. can go. Um, in, in the struggle, like in the struggle piece, the misconception of you gotta, you have to uh, essentially travail through that by yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that you can't, uh, seek help, couples therapy, all of these things. And, and I think it's really like just in align with black black culture in general that uh, oftentimes aren't uh, central to uh, many folks' upbringing. Like I can personally speak for me and my family dynamic where that had never been uh, uh, a topic of conversation in my upbringing. It, it wasn't until, right, I started to learn those things on my own in my academic experiences and then also, like, in, in relationship with CC. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, I think the assumption of if you do struggle, you just gotta, one, it's, it, 
you just got to make it happen on your own and that it uh that you got to go through it by you yourself gotta go through it on, on your own y'all just got to make it happen yeah or that some of the toxic things that cause serious struggle in a relationship is a part of it like so, so, some of those things come from deep and dark and darker places that might not even have anything to do with you and your partner that might have to do with one of y'all's past right but it may not have to do with the the current dynamic and the current relationship that you're in and so mm-hmm. i i've seen that um in a lot of relationships in uh friend groups of mine where um they they failed to center mental health in the relationship mm-hmm. individually and as a couple and so yeah that, that that comes to mind i feel like as black people we just have been taught that oh you don't go to therapy you just need god you just need the church yeah. you just need prayer and that's well i think our generation is learning like uh no we went through trauma we need to go seek help because then you're going to put that on other people in your circle. And a lot of people are not even equipped to deal with that because they're too busy build, dealing with their own stuff. So I just feel like we need to normalize mental health and normalize therapy, especially mm-hmm. couples therapy, because a lot of people need it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, another thing, too, is uh, this um, the roles that we play in the relationship, too, like um, where based off of your identities, you have to assume X, Y, Z. CC and I are, we fill in gaps however they show up for each other. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is, right? If CC got to work an 11 hour day, she's not cooking, mm-hmm. right? That's, I, she will have a meal ready. That's, for me, that's filling a gap, but also like um, dismantling the assumption that that's just a woman's job yeah. in a uh, in a hetero in a cis and hetero relationship uh, or any relationship for that matter. Um, for me, I think that that's important because we aren't the same. We don't show up the same every day in our relationship the same way. And uh, we, I, I love that we when we say that we're a team yeah. that we share everything. We share we share the load in everything. And that shows up differently on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and I think the assumption of, well, if you're the man, you got to do this, 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 this. Right. And I feel like while that's something that's been deeply ingrained in me, I also recognize that that's been deeply ingrained in me, sometimes in hyper-masculine and toxic masculine ways. Mm-hmm. So I have to work, try to work against that in order for our, our team dynamic to be as strong as it could because that can also cause barriers in the relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I definitely, um, I really appreciated uh, you all talking about this idea of Black love having to be a struggle. Um, Because I I was talking to someone about this the other day, not exactly around Black love, but just like how we find a lot of things of the Black experience beautiful based on the resiliency and the struggle that came from it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like overcoming that trauma, or whatever that looks like. And it's like, damn, that's so beautiful. And I'm, and I think, yes, that's true. And I'm 
I think your relationship is like a testament of like black love can be also beautiful, maybe without all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like black folks don't need to struggle to just be loved. Um, And just thinking through like learning love or like how love dynamics look like through like familial upbringings and like, uh, I, I just thought it was really beautiful. Johnny talking about Cece's like extension, being an extension of the love that she sees in her family and like stuff like that, um, I think is super awesome. Um, but I did want to ask y'all, so um, talking a little bit about the importance of black love, right? Um, if you could shed some light on that for yourselves, but also I'm wondering um was it important for you all to have a black partner um because I think I think that's um also something that I see within the black community sometimes especially um especially with black women um wanting a black partner right um which makes sense like I, I think it does, but I'm wondering, was that an important thing for you all when seeking out a partnership with someone or anything like that? I don't think, well, I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know. I always saw myself being with a black man. Mm-hmm. Now I've been outside my race before, but that was when I was younger, but I always imagine myself marrying a black man, having black kids. Cause I mean, that's just where I came from. My, both my parents are black. They're both married. My grandparents are married on both sides. And just coming from, you know, having that strong foundation of that, seeing black love in my family. Like I saw my parents love each other. So my grandparents love each other through thick and thin. We went through so much and the love was always there, was always there for their kids. It was never like, uh, I'm not talking to you. My parents always worked it out. Even if they had arguments, like, we would still mm-hmm. see each other come back. We would still see them come back and love on each other. And I think that definitely was ingrained in me. So when I was looking for a partner, I knew that's what I wanted. I wanted a relationship like how my parents had it, how my grandparents had it, how my aunts and uncles had it. I wanted that. So I never saw myself out dating outside my race. If that was a possibility and if they were down for it, if I was down for it, maybe, but... I just never imagine myself with somebody outside my race, especially right now. I feel like it would be very difficult to date somebody <laughs> who was not black. I don't know how these interracial couples are doing it. You're going to have some tough conversations. Luckily, me and Johnny are on the same page about all of it. Well, I'm not going to say all of it. We're on the same page about most of it. And we'll have dialogue about things that we do conflict with, but just having a strong partner to understand what's going on right now in this world is important. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I ended up with a black man. And not like it. And when we don't agree, that's still her experience and her perspective, right? Not, not silencing and stifling that. Yeah. And I feel like there, that's a, you have to be in alignment uh, socially and culturally for some of the things that we have, that we're dealing with on a regular basis as black people. So I, I would say like from my experience, I never, um, um, it was never like, like centered in my, in my upbringing that you gotta, you gotta marry a black woman. However, um, 
things that I've thought about just in my upbringing and in my learning experiences is don't not date a black woman because of some stuff you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't make an excuse as to why you're not dating someone that looks like you because you're still uh, underdeveloped or developing in areas that you that often we see it uh, from folks in uh, racially marginalized communities. They'll blame the other for it. Yeah, and um, I've learned just to work, try to work against that because some of those things. Um, I think it's emotionally immature to blame someone else for experiences that you choose to be a part of. And that oftentimes when you're not working to grow out of it, you repeat it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then then you say, Oh, well, there ain't no more good ones left. Right. right? That's oh, another there ain't no more. Ain't no, well, let me go find me, let me go find me this this white girl because these black women tripping, right. or let me go find this uh, white man because these black these black dudes ain't got their stuff together, mm-hmm. right? And no, that's the couple of people that you dated that ain't got yeah. their stuff together. Now let's ask ourselves, why are you repeating that cycle of uh, seeking and finding a certain type of person that carries things that you need and they may not have at the moment? Uh, and I think when I think about that it makes the importance of black love greater because I see that as a targeted thing. Like the way, some of the ways that we see black people portrayed also impact the way we choose when we think about whether or not we will be with them or not. Mm -hmm. And I have to be cognizant of that too and know that through thick and thin, right? My partner is of the most minoritized bodies in this country, right? She is a black woman. And I have to understand that some of those experiences, I will never, I will never experience. But no, knowing that I'm linked to her, I'm now responsible in sharing that burden. That's what part of my responsibility. And that should, I think that's how black love has shown itself important historically for black people. It, I link black love to black culture, black history. Mm-hmm. It's one and the same for me. Uh, and uh, the things that I see that speak against it isn't a part of black culture. I think it's taught to black people and we then start enacting that in our relationships. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people who say, oh, well, I'm done with black women, I'm done with black men. They don't deal with the trauma that they went through in those past relationships. They just right. give up on it all together. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like everybody's not the same way. You also probably played a role in that relationship that you need to come out of. You need to get counseling mm-hmm. and help through it, you know? A lot of people just jump from relationship to relationship without actually dealing with the trauma that they went through in the previous relationship. Even if there was no trauma, they still don't take the time to say, okay, what do I want in my next partner? What did I do wrong in this relationship? How can I be better, you know? And mm-hmm. I just feel like people are quick to judge and then just give up on a race altogether. And it doesn't have to be that way. And folks are like, folks that are dating folks that are not black, 
in in these times, I see a lot of people complaining about their silence. Yeah, right? They're complaining. Yeah. People are struggling. Hey, you know, I I saw um the girl. Uh, they were uh, they had a protest going on. She had a post. She said, you know, y'all quick to take black dick, you know, but mm-hmm. now we talk about saving black lives. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. Yep. So if that that's a prime example, I think of like um what so oftentimes what we see like folks just trying to take from black love and not uh really really um preserving and protecting it the same way we have to preserve and protect black culture because it's to me interrelated Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i really appreciate y'all giving like this critical perspective to like black love and not just the romanticized version of like um in the media like oh relationship goals and right me and somebody's son me and somebody's daughter page and right oh, which i follow which i love those those are adorable <laughs> like i think being in an actual you know committed relationship takes like having a critical perspective about that relationship and your individual selves and i appreciate you giving like that critical perspective and not just the romanticized instagram relationship goals that's important um and talking about working on yourselves as individuals and things that you have going on inside of you in order to be a good partner to someone else yeah Yeah. absolutely a need for sure i need we want the end result but don't want to don't want to do nothing we don't want to have man that's right you want to just want to build a bay a build a boo right Exactly. Build like, a bay workshop. That might be an app idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk Stop. about that offline, y'all. We'll talk about that. Y'all know we all some entrepreneurs. Don't let nobody steal your ideas now. Right. <laughs> um, so let's have some fun. Um, I'll let y'all pick who goes first. So describe your partner in three words. I'll go first because Johnny is always, he's the profound one. So I'll. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> you always show me up. Okay, so a talking, word from my brother Johnny. <laughs> I always <laughs> expect it. Always, always. So three words describing Johnny: my rock, a leader, and wise. Wise beyond his years. Um, just every day, I learn something different. I was just telling him we went on a date the other day, and I'm like, I learned something different about you every day. He always has a great perspective on life. He's a leader in every sense of the word. Everything he's a part of, he is the leader. People call him on the daily asking for advice. And I'll just be sitting there like, wow, you really are out here doing it, you know? (laughs) And it just makes me excited for our future. Like, because I know we have a family, we have kids. I know he's going to be a great leader. He's going to be the leader of the house. He's also my rock. Like, if I, anything I'm going through, I just go to Johnny. Anything that happens to me, I'm like, I gotta tell Johnny this, I gotta tell Johnny that. Even when we're fighting, I'm like, ugh, I really wanna tell Johnny, but I don't wanna talk to him right now. But let me write it down so I remember, you know, when we're not fighting, that I can tell him this and that. But anything I have, anything that's on my mind, on my heart, I know I can go to him. He'll either give good advice or he'll just be silent and he'll be a good listener. So he's also a good listener. And he's kind of cute. See, that's profound. And I see Johnny about to try to come with the heat because that was profound. Right. Johnny's about to bring out these GRE words. Like, 
We done with that life. We done with that life, bro. We done with abolish that. abolish Amen. standardized Amen. testing. Is problematic. That's the Let's do standardized yeah. tests. Period. Ugh. I'm sick of it. ACT two, which is G R E M K L S A. Get rid of all of it. S A T. I don't have time. <laughs> Racial bias. Those tests. Yes. Yeah. CC. Three, three words for CC. One, I'm gonna say queen. Mm-hmm. Uh. Two, I'll say um, powerful. Mm-hmm. And for the third one, I'll say love. I think she is the the embodiment of that. Uh, but I, 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 she's a queen because at the look, because that's just what she is. She she came out the womb that. With four names. If you got four, if you got more than three names, you got to be somebody's royalty anyway. <laughs> and she got four of them. So, uh, but I call her powerful because I I get to witness CC, um, uh, really really dismantle barriers in everything that she does in in her profession. She does it right now. She's um, she's creating spaces for Black people in her field, right? This is something that she saw as a gap in the athletic training field. Mm-hmm. And she created it. She said, you know what, I'm just gonna do it, right? Black women, black women in queening, just doing what they do, right? She, I get to be a witness up front and personal uh, to see her make moves like that. And her just even existing in our field, just because black women in athletic training are that's just far and few between. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, that that takes a level of strength, right, um, and endurance daily that I don't, I might not even know about that. I might not even see. We talk about that regularly too, because one, she works around obviously predominantly uh, male um, dynamics, mm-hmm. right, and she she has to talk through. I know like her, even her language has to shift, right? When she's in doing those things. And I try to offer support, but also I know that she's strong enough to thrive in those spaces because she can, she, if she deals with me on a regular basis, I know, I know she's handle, handling her business in, in, in those realms. And when she needs support, she brings, she, she will be open and strong enough to admit that to, and talk to me about that. Uh, but yeah, again, like she, I think she embodies love because everything she does, she does it with it. Um, she treats me like that. Again, I feel like in uh, in order to support somebody at the level that she does, the way that she does it, right, there, that's it comes from love. It it feels good. It feels like okay, this is what love is supposed to feel like, right? And uh, just as a human being, comparison is there, right? You have you have to. When I think about my previous experiences, I, I can't, uh, I, I often think about like, you know, why did I date X, Y, Z, right? Why did I even, you know, make that move in previous decisions? Because it was so much uh, less than what uh, I'm worth, but what I am blessed to have right now in my life. Um, I try to learn from everything, but still, you know, you have those, you have one or two where you'd be like, <laughs> why yeah but, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> that, why you start taking pe- people off the list like Blood. like did you make it 90 days no right. I don't count. After <laughs> right. the resume, you don't even count 
and I'm right. like, but that, that's that's those are my three for her for sure. Yeah, I can definitely say the same about you. Aww. As in, like, um, just the thing is, like comparison, like comparing my other partner to you. I'm like, I have. I remember first dating Johnny. I'm like, this man is really treating me like a queen. I just was not used to that, and I'm like. Am I supposed mm -hmm. to be excited about this? Or am I supposed to Is this, this a treat? Is this a treat? Right. Like, right. Like, like mm -hmm. in the next 30 days, this is it still gonna be the same way? And it's been like this our we've been dating about almost four years in February. And it's been like this the entire time. Like I just like was thinking, okay, is there the spark gonna ever leave? And it still hasn't. I always am excited to see him. I still am happy in my relationship and I feel like once people hit that three, four year mark, it's like, uh, I'm sick of them. I'm tired of them. Now there are days where I am sick of Johnny. Okay, a town stomp on that last nerve. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that bad. That bad. Last little thin nerve I got left. But I'm always excited to see him. I'm always so happy that I am in a relationship with him, and it just feels like it's a dream that I never want to wake up from. Honestly. This is so, this is, y'all, this is oh real God. life. This is not, this is real life, okay? <laughs> this is not fake. This is not <laughs> fake. This is real. Like, I, all the haters and the naysayers, it's real. It's, right. it's very funny that you say that, Cece, because when I started dating my partner, I told my therapist, like, the same thing. I'm like, some name right, like, he right. ain't toxic, ain't, ain't nothing happening. Like, it's all good. And I'm like, no red flag, not even a yellow flag. Like, right. I need to know, like, what's going on here? And she was like, that's okay. And I was like, is it? <laughs> is it? Um, right. But I'm like, like, used to being in those spaces where you, like, deal with these, you know, I, I was the raccoon and they were the trash, you know? <laughs> raccoon sisters. Okay. So... I definitely feel you on that. And me personally knowing Johnny as a, a human and as a friend, I know how good of a person and human, how genuine he is and the love that he shows his friends and his family. So I can only imagine the love that you're receiving on the daily. Yeah. Y'all mm -hmm. love to see it. Y'all wish y'all could never. <laughs> but I mean, I hope I, that you find it one day. I hope that oh, everyone finds the love that we have. I just hope that when you find it, that you heal it. Yep. Or yep. you are healed when you do find it. So you don't get up. Yep. Right. <laughs> that, so you're ready to accept it. Speaking yeah. from experience, please don't let Shout your past ruin it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Be, get you and be whole before you hop in a relationship. Because look, Okay. It's not. It ain't your. It ain't your new part of responsibility to find them pieces. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yep. Yeah. You'll be mad. Yep. Okay. You let go of all your back. Well, I'm gonna say let go of all your entanglements. If you're looking for love, like <laughs> let go of them entanglements. Cause I had to do that. I remember. I was like, all right, God. I mean, God had a conversation. <laughs> Gotta he keep said, one in the okay. queue. <laughs> back in the he day. Said, Look, if I'm gonna send you somebody. You better act right. He said, you better let go of all these little things and flings you got going. I said, okay, God. Things and flings. Things and flings and entanglements. Wait, wait, wait. You gotta let them go. Wait, the episode title. Yeah. <laughs> things and flings <laughs> and entanglements. Hey, <laughs> black love, letting go of things, flings, and entanglements. I love it. <laughs> You gotta let it go. That's I'm weird. sick. Uh. <laughs>
Yeah, but it's out there for everybody. I believe it. Mm. Yeah. Love well, it. Well, thanks for coming on the show and being with thanks us today. Us. Yeah, thanks for sharing your journey um with us but as we come to a close we'd love for y'all to plug yourselves how can people find you okay so our youtube page is c-c-c-e-c-e apostrophe s space jewel so (laughs) j-e-w we're gonna put it in the description box please please do but i just want to make sure that people can find it (laughs) in the youtube platform Oh my God! <laughs> that that be us spelling happy hoes though. The number two <laughs> happy. H e a. What is it? You there's an acronym somewhere. It's French. It's French. It's hoes, but make it French, okay? We classy <laughs> out here. I love it. And then I can be found on Instagram at they love underscore c e e two e's at that end. You can find. Uh, and and on Insta, uh, yeah, yeah, you better spell that out for the people. It's just spelled N E T J E R I K H E T. No, you missed the E. Underscore seven. Or you could just find me on the book. Or just find me through my page. Okay, but can you plug? Can you plug? The biz, right, oh, yeah. right. Oh yeah. Um, so y'all need to follow the Resistance Roundtable. Yes. On Instagram, uh, where uh, we are centering uh, scholars who hold uh, minoritized identities and providing platform to talk about things impacting the world, really. Um, but really, just creating space for that. And uh, extending my, uh, as an extension of that brand, I do have a, a, a t-shirt line called uh, TRR Apparel. And uh, new designs are on their way because my coin has been spent. So okay. it's coming <laughs> um, and being made as we speak. Uh, please follow the Instagram at the Resistance Roundtables and my website is theresistanceroundtables.com. Oh, plug your speaking too. Your speaking. Yeah, if you need a speaker. On Diversity it. inclusion. Okay, my so boy is booked and busy. Y'all know we got a segment. <laughs> White people are not okay. Booking. Look. Look. <laughs> if you need, if you need it, white people. If you need it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. For the appropriate cause. Okay. Yes. Okay. Honestly, Johnny's like, you know, basically Jada Pinkett in the Red Table Talk, but make it academic, you know? Yes. Like, yes. So <laughs> book exactly. it real quick. Um, and I did want to say for those that missed it, uh, Chelsea and I were actually on the Resistance Roundtables yes. um, for a Facebook Live talking about Because Black Women and the importance of black women in academia and just like the barriers that they have to overcome to be successful um but yeah you could probably cipher cipher through find that somewhere but it was it was really dope being on the show so y'all murdered that That was was so good to my soul to have y'all on that show and y'all please go watch it it's on the website under the events tab, you can still see 
bios of the speakers include in two happy holes and uh, go back to my CV. I ain't even know that, friend. Put it on the <laughs> CV. Get that Better speaking, get that speaking experience on there. It's there. Please watch it, y'all. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we are so happy that y'all came on our show. Thank you so much again. And once again, you've all reached the end of another Two Happy Hoes episode. Keep it classy and sometimes Never trash. Sometimes trashy. Oh, sometimes trashy. Sometimes trashy. <laughs> <Sometimes trashy. laughs> but excuse, whatever floats y'all's boat. <laughs> Bye. All the <laughs>